0: Hi, my name is Allie Williams and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored Built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world. But that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're going to discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to life right up your alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Roundup Your Alley podcast. Guys, you are going to love this episode. We're going to get nerdy, but it's like sexy nerdy because it's cool and it's brain science and all of the things around that. So I have Dr. Cynthia Kempinski here to talk with you about just everything brain and really give you just a scratch the surface really of it. What you need to know though, to take care of your brain, why you should care and some action steps on how you can actually do that. So Cynthia, thank you so much for being here. Dr. C, thank you.
1: Thank you, Allie. I appreciate it. I'm very excited to do this. Uh, You know, we just connected fairly recently and I've been blown away by the interaction, your community, and I'm just excited to join and, uh, you know, connect with everyone.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. And this community, I say it all the time. They're unlike anything. And this is something that is really going to help them. So I'm really pumped to dive in. So we're going to start with you. First and foremost, tell me what is your background in and you know, where are you from? How did you get here? Let's start there. Yeah. So I am living on the
1: shoreline of Connecticut. It is something that I used to dream about as a child. My grandparents had a home here on the beach. I would visit on the summers and I always wanted to end up back here. And of course I ended up going to school in the South and then I married, my husband was living in Texas at the time. The first thing he ever said to me was, you know, I will never move to Connecticut. (laughs) So I didn't think that this was going to happen, but I specialize in functional medicine and I really dive deep into clinical neuroscience, positive psychology. And a few years ago, I took my practice Fully virtually. And when I was pregnant with my second child, I just saw this window of opportunity to relocate to the small quiet town. And it has been huge game changer for me, for me personally to be here, but that I'm also still able to serve people
0: all over and, you know, deliver that expertise virtually. That's amazing. It's so interesting. The places when we're growing up, and the impact we have and whether we get to go back for a visit or to live there, it's so cool what it does to your soul and then how it expresses, you know, in your life, and your business, like you're booming. You guys are doing such incredible work for so many people. And I bet that has to do, too, with coming like home in a way too to that that sweet place. So I love that. And then you're in functional medicine. So tell us more about that. How did, like, why, what made you think, "Hmm, this is what I want to do? I think that both my husband and myself, we have this
1: really strong belief that everyone deserves to live the life that they desire, right? Whatever that vision is to them of success, whatever they want, they should be able to have the potential to achieve that. And the single most impacting factor for that is your health. And so when we considered how we were going to practice and we had that strong belief tied to our clinical experience, we just knew that we had to do things differently. And that looked like just kind of going from scratch and creating really a unique experience. So completely customized healthcare one-on-one, you know, where it's specific to you, your needs, your goals, your values, and also doing that investigative work to understand on a biological, chemical, physiological point where that person is and what would be best for them. So it's just taking those extra steps, that extra time to deliver that custom care, which we're really proud of because that's truly what has delivered the results to our patients and has helped us fulfill that vision and that belief of they deserve to have that life.
0: Mm, I love that. And as someone who struggled with a lot of health complications, especially in college, um, and that's something I go into in other episodes and on my platform, but it's so frustrating to go somewhere and not feel heard. And it is so obvious in everything that you create that everyone is so thought of, so heard, so seen. And that's, you know, why you have the testimonials and results you have. So I love that. Thank you. That's probably one of the best
1: compliments someone could ever pay me is that they know my patients feel heard. That is uh, very top importance to me.
0: Oh, I love that. And it shows very deeply. So let's discuss the way that you like work in your business too so it's all virtual and i just i want to touch on this because i think we have this perception and you know we think about doctor or someone to medically help you um and it's very different than who you guys are and how you show up and i want anyone listening to know like if you're not finding what you need, there are other ways and there are other cool ways to encounter it. So you guys are all virtual, mm-hmm. um and then you just see people one-on-one over time until you get the results you want. Is that how it goes? So
1: all of my work is virtual where we do laboratory testing wherever you live, we can order those testing, get you those results, we meet virtually over video chat. Uh, We have a chat in our EHR system. And so we connect regularly through what we call a protocol. So the protocol is just what is going to take us from point A to point B to one achieve the results that you desire. But also, from my point of view, when I'm reviewing your labs and your overall health, I want to make sure that your health is in the best position when we reach point B. So we work together that way. My husband's work is. Some virtual, but mostly in person. So, patients do travel from all over the world to come work with him one on one. They will stay here for seven days, and they are the only patient he sees for those seven days. You are one on one with Dr. T all day long. And the reason for that is because his specialty in brain really depends on that specificity, where doing it virtually would not deliver those optimal results that we kind of, you know, as I stated, really value for our patients. And the frequency of how he's working with those patients matters for them developing those lasting long-term results. It all goes back to kind of how that brain works. And so we use those principles to determine how we practice.
0: Oh, it's so cool. And it's so life-giving. And I love, like, let me just have a moment. You <laughs> guys are such a power couple. You guys you. are. Yeah, it's so cool. I was stalking you. <laughs> guys. We all stalk. Let's admit it. But I was stalking you and I was like, wait, they're married. And then I was like, wait, they are both incredible independently and together so much better. So I love the model. I love how you guys have built what you built um, with a family in a, a dream place, too. So you're just a great example for all of the dreamers out there. And with that, I really want to dive into something that I guys, I told you, I was like, it's going to be like kind of science-y, but it's sexy too. brain health. That sounds, I feel like when you say brain health, a lot of people's eyes almost glaze over and it's like, I have no idea what you're saying, but it is so applicable to all of us. We all have a brain we all are worthy of brain health, right? So what exactly is it and why is it important?
1: Yeah, brain health used to be, I think, like people have this thought of um, like guidelines or something that they're supposed to be following, like these real like general old school rules. And it's not really like that. So brain, if you think about it, it is in control of everything. It is the master controller of everything going on, everything we see, hear, say, feel, do, experience, think even is all brain. Kind of along those lines too, everything that we're sending those messages or output from the brain out to uh, also has a response. So brain gets feedback again from everything we see, feel, hear, say, do, right? So we're constantly in this feedback loop of our brain is impacting our body, our mind, our relationships, our environment, and all of those things are also having an impact on our brain. They're very intimately connected and they're also very delicate with one another. So brain health is at the core of overall health. If we do not have strong brain health, we cannot, we simply cannot reach that vision of living that life you desire because we're not going to have the tools that we need.
0: Yep, absolutely. That's amazing. And it's it's so simple when it seems so unachievable, so you know, out of reach and I think when you know, you go to college, and when you're in even high school or you know middle school, you're thinking, "What do I want to be?" And I think so many people dream of being a doctor or in the medical field, but then when they really get into it, maybe that's not for them. And I almost think in that it's like, mm, maybe I don't care. Like I, it's above me, right? Or it's beyond me. And I think we tell ourselves that story. Um, I've seen that in multiple people I coach in linking them with functional medicine. No, this is very achievable. You're worthy of this. This isn't something far beyond you, right? And that people like you are here to help us like step into that, not just be like mm, brain health. Yes. But then also understand like your brain, it deserves to be healthy so that you can be exactly who you're created to be. So with that, I want to really then go into changing your brain. So this is like my first question for you. When I DM'd you, I was like, could we talk about the question, can you change your brain like you can change your mind? Mm -hmm. Is that possible, right? Like maybe I want ketchup. No, I want mustard, right? Different, different kind of change. Yes. Um, But is that possible? Changing the brain is definitely possible.
1: We say the brain is plastic, plastic, meaning we can change it. Neuroplasticity, changing the brain. We know now that that is not just doable, that it's happening all the time, right? We can influence and impact changing in our brain by all of our experiences and learning. We do not change our brain the same way we change our mind, though. And the reason for that is mind- When we say mind, like, do I want ketchup or mustard? That's conscious mind, right? That's like our conscious thought of we're intentionally thinking about that. What do I want to choose? Those thoughts, believe it or not, are only about 5% of what's going on every day. 95% is on a subconscious level. It's on that automatic level where we're firing behaviors just reflexively. We know exactly what's going on, and we just do things, these patterns that we've learned over time, and that's because... The brain likes to be energy efficient. We're going to store that information in the wiring of our brain, as we say. And those are the patterns that we're just going to fire without that conscious thought of ketchup or mustard. So we cannot just decide one day, you know, if you've been a lifetime avoider, right? You don't like to challenge yourself or do anything or put yourself out of your comfort zone. You don't just wake up one day and say, now I'm, you know, part of the 5am club and I have a morning routine and I work out and I make a to-do list and I put myself out there and now I'm going to do an Instagram live or whatever. It's not that. And I think that people make a decision in their mind, the conscious mind of, I want to be that. And then when it doesn't happen, they're saying, why didn't my brain change? Why didn't I align with this? And that's where we have to understand that the changes that go through our brain are on a much deeper level of how we kind of activate
0: that wiring. Yeah, that's amazing. And it seems so big But it it is, it is definitely like neuroplasticity, all of these different things you're throwing out, like it takes time, it takes diligence and work. um, But it's possible. And so I want to ask this question. And then I want to go into self sabotage, just because you said that and I'm like, you know what, let's like kind of give an example too. So listen to this answer and then like buckle up girlfriend with, with it. But how can you rewire your brain then? So you're saying it takes, it's not just one conscious decision. How can you actively do that? And then we can go into why in an example.
1: Every time we have what my husband will call it learning, so I'll say like a thought or a feeling or an experience, anything that we're encountering, what happens when our brain receives that information or that sensory input is we light up neurons or cells in our brain. And when those neurons light up together, they begin to communicate. And if we do this enough, if these particular neurons light up together enough and communicate enough, they form a connection. Those connections are what we then refer to as that wiring in our brain. So, when we say rewiring in our brain, it's one of a couple ways. One, we're either kind of building a new connection, right? We want to choose a new habit or a new pathway and at the same time we're trying to kind of weaken an older connection one that maybe has been firing without us even aware of it by something you know we witnessed our parents do when we were 2 years old and now like that's what we've learned that's our automatic behavior for it so on that level how do we kind of create that new wiring or new pathway we have to change the input so it's not just the thought of I want to be this particular type of person and then expecting it to change, we have to diligently activate that pathway in order for it to wire. Some of the things that strengthen that is frequency, right? So the amount of times we kind of fire that particular pathway that will strengthen the connection. Other things are intensity. So how intense we fire that pattern also strengthens that connection things like emotions really strengthen a response in that connection. So that's why if we're working towards something like that, I tell people you have to sit with it, journal it out, put it in future tense gratitude or affirmations, feel how it feels, visualize that happening. Saying I want to be, let's give an example, um, a best-selling author is one thing, right? Sitting down and visualizing what that book cover looks like, what it feels like in your hands, what you would be wearing at your book signing, right? That's different. It, it provokes an emotion. And all of a sudden, our brain is saying, Oh, like, are we a best selling author? Are we, if we are, then we need to wake up tomorrow and start writing. You know, we're going to start taking actions aligned with that belief, that pattern that our brain is now firing.
0: Mm, that's so good. And no one taught us this. No. (laughs) Right. So, you know, (laughs) listening to this too, it's, you're not behind. You're not, you know, like if you're for the first time, like, oh, right. There are a lot of steps and there's a lot of education in it, but it's available, which is so incredible. And I want to talk about like specific examples too. I love the bestseller one. What about, I love that you said avoiding, if avoiding is something that you're big on or self-sabotage. Could we kind of talk about like? what's happening there? Definitely. So
1: whenever we go to make a change, right, that conscious thought of I want to be different or choose a different behavior, action, outcome for our life, our brain does not have that wiring, that circuitry to support that vision yet. And so when we go to act upon it or sometimes even think upon it, it feels very uncomfortable to us because the brain hasn't done it before. And when the brain hasn't run that pattern before, we move into a different area of our brain that is more geared towards survival. And so it's saying, hey, there's a threat because I don't feel good about this. It feels foreign to me or uncomfortable, different, new. And sometimes what happens then is when we feel that threat, we tell ourselves this narrative of, oh, this doesn't feel right. Right. I Started tomorrow, or this, you know, I tried it and it wasn't a good fit for me. That's not who I am. And the truth is that if we can kind of push through that uncomfortable and get to the point where we do identify as that person or that behavior, or that experience outcome, that we can have all of those things. And we can learn to be proficient or have those desired goals. We just have to get through that initial neurological response and train our brain Or, you know, that this is comfortable, that this is not a threat, that I do these things, even if it's a simple, uh, sometimes all the patients tell me that they start working out and they're like, I feel like really bad about it. Like I feel uh, depressed about it or I want to avoid it like at all costs. I don't even know why and say, well, it's new to you and your body saying, hey, we don't work out. And so it's going to try and do everything it can to deter you from doing that. So you have to then take control and say, no, this is what I value. This is going to give me the outcome that I truly want. So, you know, being clear on what you want helps tremendously. And then knowing that you have to push through those things that feel uncomfortable. I will tell you, every single person does this. Every single person experiences this to some level where they do something and it doesn't feel natural to them. They do something and it is uncomfortable to them. But if it aligns with their ultimate goals, They find a way to get through it. And as you continue to do that, as you continue to form those new behaviors and patterns, it does become more automatic. It does become more hardwired into your brain. Your brain produces different chemicals aligned with that, and it starts to feel less
0: uncomfortable and more natural. Mm, That's so good. Absolutely. And when you said the working out example, I know I'm not alone in this, but I have the same thing where I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, doesn't make sense. And I completely keep myself from actually showing up. And it's weird. It's the hardest thing in the world where as as soon as he started, it's like, oh, this is so easy. This is so fun. I feel so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's co- the commitment, though, in that uncomfortable that will get you through so you can really understand. And again, that's something we don't learn. So it's so easy to be like, "Mm -mm, not for me, good for her, not for me. Right. And move away. And then in turn, really self-sabotage yourself from getting what you want because you, you know, don't think you're worthy or you don't think it's for you or whatever the the story is that you're telling yourself. I did that a lot in business too. And I, I do want like all of you guys to know you are listening to my podcast. I avoided uploading the season of this podcast For months and I told myself stories, but then when it came down to it, I just realized like it can, it's good enough as it is. Right. Like, and I was like, oh, I need to do this or I need to get that, or I need to do it in this sexy way. No, you just need to do it. Right. And then with time, you build that confidence in those new neuropathways. Um, but without going down the hallway, you can't ever find a new room. So I love that. Um, I want to know too, with the rewiring your brain, I know we're going to talk at the end about like an option on how we can all walk through that together. But is it weird for you, even like you're so educated in it? Do you have moments where you're like, This is, I need to rewire ever? Yeah, definitely. It comes up. I
1: mean, I try and be very aware of my thoughts. So, you know, when we're talking about 95% of what's going on in your day to day is subconscious. I will draw things to my conscious mind, because I'll say, why did I do it that way? You know, where did I learn that? Or, you know, why did I respond a certain way? Or why if I'm approached with one thing, I'm patient, or another thing, I'm irritated? Why did that trigger? And so exploring kind of, you know, these things that we unconsciously fire, and even avoidance, self-sabotage, I mean, my husband will Call me on it too. I'll say, Oh, that's your way of self sabotaging. And I'll be so defensive at first. No, it's not. And then I'll think about it. I'll say, Oh, yeah, he's right. Like Mm -hmm. that is rooted in something that I had learned. And it is the way I've been doing things for decades. And so I've been, you know, telling myself stories or excuses of why I can't do it differently.
0: Mm, That's incredible. And it's cool to have a partner that can hold you in that. That's something that I always really wanted. even having the space to be like, I think I'm doing this from something in the past. That is something from childhood. I don't know what it is yet. (laughs) So like, I'm sorry that I just said that. I'm going to reflect and then I'll come back. Like that is, that's a whole new level of freedom. And Mm -hmm. I hope as you guys explore, you can have that in your partnerships, relationships, in work, whatever you need. Um, So from there, I want to talk about obstacles. So, so often we hear someone's hero story. I work in marketing. I'm a marketing agency. We blast people's hero story, right? And it is what shows what you went through to become the figure and just authority that you are. And everyone has a hero story. My one issue with hero stories is that often we will downplay what we overcame and not give it the value or acknowledgement that it may need. When we're influencing those who want to come after us and all that influences is passing a a baton. Those who, who step up, will take it. They'll go farther than you. Right. Mm -hmm. But one of the best things that we can do in life is actually say, Hey, so when I was sleeping on 23 people's couches, like these are the, the details of it. Um, And yeah, I still made it through, right? And that makes you even more of a hero. So, with that, what obstacles have you overcome to get to this lovely phase of your life right now that you're able to speak to us from? I became
1: extremely ill at a young age. So, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, like before we were even really talking about Lyme disease. I could remember sitting on the bench in my pediatrician's office, you know, like that paper crinkling underneath you. And he walked in and gave me one of those like hands up, like, we don't, we don't really know what this means yet. We're just kind of breaking the surface on it. You might be fine. You might not, there might be long-term symptoms. We don't really know. So, you know, I was young, I laughed, I thought nothing of it. And as I continued, I went on to high school, I started to recognize that my health was definitely not the same as everyone else's. I then had an Epstein-Barr diagnosis. I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. I was getting sick way more than other people. I couldn't keep up. And it was actually really shameful for me. I didn't want anyone to know that I didn't feel well or that I was exhausted all the time or couldn't focus. And I went on to college and my health continued to decline. I was pre-med. So, of course, it's competitive. And my second year of college, I got Crohn's disease and colitis, which is autoimmune diseases of the digestive system. Pretty significant. By the time I was uh, getting my master's degree or um, in graduate school, I received an MS diagnosis, which is very significant. And my health was to the point where I started to question you know, why am I becoming a doctor? Because I'm never going to be able to practice. Like, I'm never going to even be able to work or see patients. I don't have the capacity. My health is, you know, going to just continue declining. And I had to recognize really quickly that I couldn't think that way. I couldn't identify as sick as someone who had chronic Lyme or MS, I couldn't live in that world. Instead, I had to exactly, you know, kind of as we discussed, focused on the outcome that I wanted. I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew that I wanted to be a mother one day. I knew that I wanted to work clinically with patients. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. And so I really focused on those things, and that continued to drive me in every decision and action that I made. Uh, I was lucky enough that my you know, experience fed into my expertise and that I, everything that I was learning, I was able to apply to my own health. And those were the things that helped me personally recover. And so when I work with a patient now, and I see so much of me, you know, 10 years ago in them, it triggers more than just a sympathy. It's a true like empathetic feel where I am them. I am that patient. And I know exactly how they feel, exactly what they're describing. And I want to show them that there is life on the other side of it, right? There is hope. There is, you know, things that, like I said, I, I thought I wasn't even going to be able to work. And now, you know, I was up at 5 a.m. this morning. I'm playing with a two and three-year-old, my toddlers. They're both getting dressed. We're in the car. We are do breakfast together. I open up my office, I see patients, I'm recording podcasts, I go home, you know, I have this whole life now, when, you know, previously, this didn't even look like it was an option for me. So that is why I've become so passionate about doing this
0: work. That is so incredible. And what's crazy is your story, I've heard it. And I know you, you hear it daily. And I... I was diagnosed with Crohn's in, in college too. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is I don't necessarily talk about that because I don't have the um certifications and background, right? And I just got to heal through food, but then kept driving down the business route. But I had a very similar process. And anyone you have to abdicate, right? Anyone who's experienced this, anyone who's listening, if you've had a chain of, you know, these. Different diagnoses, these different problems, not having answers and feeling like you're at that dead end. I just hope that you took so much hope out of that story and understanding that one, healing is very available, but then like two, you're not alone. It is the most isolating thing. I bet you can agree with that from call, It's so isolating. Mm-hmm. It's so sobering. And it, it's also like, oh my gosh, like, God, where are you in this? Right? Like, is, is it? like why would i suffer like this right so yeah. i love that you get to be living proof that again healing is available but also that your mess is your message right that that huge chaos like it can be used for good um so thank you for sharing that and again i know that gave so many people listening hope so now i want to know what do you what do you want to say like what advice do you have to someone who wants to invest in their brain who might be in that situation looking for answers, where should they start? What advice is best to just push them in the right direction? It will probably depend
1: on what level of intervention you need, right? There's a lot of free resources. There's a lot of great experts. And I think that we have access to so much now that even if something interests you or you say, I just want to know more so that I can do better and make better choices, find a podcast that you really vibe with or someone to follow on Instagram that you're really like, Hey, they're speaking directly to me. If it's a step further and you're like, this actually impacts my day to day. You know, I, I know that I'm not the best version of myself yet. It's time then to actually speak with an expert, right? Speak with somebody who is going to listen, investigate your unique individual circumstances, understand what your goals are, and help you then achieve them. Because as we said before, with brain, so much influences it. And we cannot ever look at anything just independent in a bucket. It doesn't impact everything else. So brain hormones, gut, pain, mental health complaints, all of it is significant. And so you have to just find a professional who understands that you need that kind of comprehensive overview.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And that's where everything changed for me. Absolutely. Just diving in and learning, but then taking the next step of, okay, I can't do this alone. And please guys know, it's okay to not do things alone, right? Like that is one of the best things about life, I think. And I used to avoid asking for help. Like it was my job. And I'm sure you, I'm not going to assume, but you probably had moments of like, I can do this myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to, right? And that's a pleasure in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, from that, um, you know, it takes courage to heal, to seek help to learn all of these things. what does courage mean to you, Dr. C? Courage to me
1: is being able to push through uncomfortable. So we talked about that's how you know we make those changes in the brain or we change behavior, patterns, routines. I think that also to right now, uncomfortable is a lot of division. Right? People seeing things black and white. And if you see something different than me, then you don't know what you're talking about. And the reason I think that that is, is because it's uncomfortable to think that something that we know as true, right? Whatever our belief is, could potentially be seen differently by someone else, that we would have to kind of learn that new information. And it's uncomfortable to love unconditionally it's uncomfortable to feel united it's much easier to stay divided and say oh you don't know what you're talking about or i'm right and you're wrong and so that courage to allow yourself to be uncomfortable in that and bring kind of some united front right now i think is a conversation we need to be having more
0: i love that holy cow yes and amen in so many sectors and uh, Yeah. Thank you for saying that because the gray area is so often pushed to the side, you know, how can we support you? Thank you for all of this information. Thank you for showing up for each one of us here. And I just want to know where can we come and rally around you and learn from you. Instagram. We are on stories daily.
1: It's at the Kempinski clinic. We're posting brain content over there. I share patient success stories. And I find that that's really inspiring for people because you see someone who maybe draws similarities to you or something you've been going through. So not just educational content, but also, you know, maybe some stuff that might help guide you on your path to healing. We also plan to be launching a new program that's going to be just for female entrepreneurs. So through my experience working in functional medicine, I've worked with a lot of female CEOs, high-level executives, entrepreneurs, and they have a very unique set of demands, right? Energy in lots of areas, um, our hormones, our biology, everything is needs to be supported in kind of a unique way. And so uh, late spring, we will be unrolling that. So please follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. I know we've got a lot of you know, entrepreneurs or business owners listening. And I think that that's something that would serve you in getting your health right so that you can fulfill whatever business desires you have.
0: Oh my gosh. I am so excited to hear that. I can't wait to just watch it roll out and support you and like be a part of it because that is such a important sector that hasn't necessarily been fully supported in that. I would say yes. So thank goodness you're trailblazing in that area. Guys, you can go and um, just click through everything that I have in the show notes. I'm going to have the Instagram and then just different pages where you can just dive in, learn more about what Dr. C does and get plugged in. And thank you so much for being here, Dr. C. You are a wealth of knowledge, This is such a gift and guys, we're going to be on our pages, um, just diving into how you can rewire your brain this week. So definitely stay tuned, leave a five-star review at the end of this and know how for you we are. So go forward, have an incredible day and live a life right up your alley.